brothers that don't be knowing. What's up? He is Troy Abbott. PT, my name is AJ Smith, strength coach, owner here at Smith's Fitness. This is Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Let's get it. All right, what is up guys? Episode 15. Welcome back to Busy Getting Strong, the Smith's Fitness Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about our first experience at a Nationals powerlifting competition. So, I went over with uh, with Sally. We only had one athlete go over. We had a handful that were invited. Um, after the weekend, I was like, oh, they all should have came. But anyway, we'll get to that. Um, so Troy's going to ask me a few questions uh, along the way, yep. um, seeing as he wasn't there. But I'm just going to go over pretty much just from Sally's point of view. So I don't want to go over like what lifters did that. You start spewing out numbers. It just becomes like a big whirlwind of powerlifting chat. Yeah. Yep. So... Um, basically eight weeks out, they gave the invites to oh, nationals. It might have been a bit before that, wouldn't it? Uh, it was only about eight was only weeks, eight weeks was it? Yeah, it was about eight weeks out. Um, so Sally got invited and we, we sort of thought, oh yeah, why not? Let's go sort of thing. Yep. Um, so book tickets, all that sort of stuff. It took me a while to get around to it cause I'm slack. Um, the preparation was pretty good. So Sally was coming off, uh, States. Was it States? Uh, yep. Yeah. States. Coming off States. Um, so she got a high enough, uh, total there to get as well invited as, as well as doing bloody, didn't she do, um, Western classic as well. So she's done. Yeah, she did. She's, West. This is third come for the year. Already. Yeah. She did Western classic as well. So, um, we were sort of in like a off season sort of phase doing lots of, um, uh, what would you say? Volume work. Fun workouts. Yeah. Lots of supersetting, <laughs> keeping the heart rate elevated. Um, just big work capacity, general yep. preparation stuff, and we had to just scrap that and get straight to the fives. Yep. So we were doing sort of timed sets for for minutes. We we're doing twelves, fifteens, supersetted, and then all it was like, stuff. all right, we're going to nationals. All right, drop it back. Yeah, let's go. We're down to the powerlifting sort of rep ranges. Um, so the preparation was pretty good. Um, throughout the whole prep, the uh, Sally's bench press was uh, was really good. We actually went for the first time. Uh, to four bench press days. So she was pressing. She's doing a lot of press work. She was pressing on uh, all four of her training days. Yeah. Two two were out and out bench days, like typical powerlifting bench days. And then the other two, I had her doing like 10 sets of three with sort of like 60%, eight sets of two, that sort of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, and she hit a PB on the bench. Like she's been sort of stuck at that 65, 67. Yep. So yeah, she ended up hitting a PB on the bench. So... I'm going to take all the credit for it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the preparation was good. Um, squat was going uh, somewhat all right. Uh, the, the wraps were... I, I feel like we really um, could notice a difference between wraps and sleeves now. Yeah. Um, starting to really notice a difference. Just and pretty fast in a lot of our squats, I noticed. That there was, yeah. They were faster than I've seen our squat and Yeah, I, I like that. So, I've started... You know, one of the cues we're using is, like, attack it. So, like, yeah. you know can try and move it and move it fast yeah which is probably not the worst thing for a lot of a lot of people big time um especially on the fast on the concentric the yeah um so yeah preparation was good deadlift just cruised along like sally's always got um a good grind in her yep. um while in the past has had like a really good grinding deadlift like when it gets heavy she can still finish off the lift um and then yeah leading up everything was pretty spot on yeah um as it would be we did our our little um taper off sort of 10 days out uh, what would it be? Actually, nine days out, last deadlift. Openers, uh, about seven days out. And then some light stuff, about four or five days out. Yeah. Um, and into the competition. And then come comp day, I'm going to go over all the... I'll go over all the competition like specifics afterwards. Yeah. Like about the facility, all that sort of stuff. Um, on comp day, we... Um, yeah, pretty pretty sweet warm-up. Everything looking, looking and feeling good. Yeah. Last sleeve squat was quite slow at like 120. And then, you know, I just said, like, the next one's going to be fast. We went to 125 as her last warm-up in wraps. wraps So we only do one in wraps. What's she open with as well? 135. Okay, yeah. Um, So, yeah, went from 120 sleeved, which was quite slow. We sort of knew that. I even told her this will probably be pretty slow. Then we're going to chuck your wraps on for 125. It'll be fast and you'll be feeling good. Pretty much went to plan. Yep. Uh, 135 was spot on. 145 spot on. These are first and second attempts. One, 155 uh, wasn't the prettiest squat, but you know it was. If you look at it, you'd probably say 
that was exactly spot on. You weren't going to get any more, you know, and 150 would have, and 150 would have been too light. Yeah. So yeah, you want a max effort. That's what you're there for. That's it. Um, So it was really good. Bench press the same, uh, much the same. There was, yeah, one of the the benches that we were warming up on was a bit of a piss take, and I'll talk about that uh, afterwards. Make sure you remind me. Her third, though, was pretty good. Yeah, so Sally's sort of been stuck. I think she's hit 67 in competition, so um, we actually did her opener out the back as well. Yep. So we went 60, 65, 70 um, uh, as our first, second, third attempts, and we did 60 out the back too as her last warm-up. They're all feeling pretty good. Uh, and then yeah, she managed to nail the the seventy. So she was stoked she on was that. Pretty pumped on that one. Which Real is... pumped. Um, then come coming into the deadlifts, I sort of done some calculations. I even sent you um, a, a bit of a picture looking at where she could possibly end up. Yeah. And I just did it off projected, uh, like the girls opening pro- sort of thirty kilos lighter than their last deadlift. Yeah. Um, so I had like Sally needing around four hundred to creep into a third place. Uh, at the end of the day, that was even if everything went to plan, we probably would have been five short still of actually getting third. So, so I sort of thought, well, if we can get to one seventy five and maybe one of the other girls slips up, yeah, then we might be in with a chance. Um, didn't go the way we planned <laughs> on deadlift, so we had one fifty five opener. One sixty five was our planned second, and it just wasn't happening. So yep. had two attempts at that, um, and it yeah, it sort of the day ended in a bit of a. I don't know, a bit of a lull because we were doing so well. We were six for six, yeah. hit the first deadlift, <clears throat> everything's going to plan and then it, it only takes deadlift that. Deadlift stuff. That, I've yeah. had a few of It's normally the opposite. It's normally <laughs> no, the opposite with Sally, eh? It's yeah, normally the opposite. Was, yeah, true with um, Sally. Yeah. So when you look back at like her total, so it was a 375 total, uh, a 155 squat, a 70 bench, which are setting her up for like, that's her biggest subtotal. Yeah. And then the deadlift just sort of uh, fell away from so us. So did she still PB total? Uh, I think she might have at that body weight. Yeah, right. She has done well, a comp at 82. Yeah, so it, she only needed to like uh, equal the other girl. She would have won on body weight. Yep. Um, well, got the place on body weight if she had have uh, lifted what we thought and equaled them sort of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, overall, I think it was a, a really positive experience. Like, And Sally's done enough comps now that she knows it's not always going to be your day and yeah. it doesn't it's not the end of oh, the world so you Sal's take one of the best for that, yeah right? you take what you can get out of the competition so your yeah. bench pb um and you know squatting and just the experience of being at a nationals around these national level that's it um sort of lifters where you're not one of the best yeah. um and you know you are somewhat making up the numbers but that's where you got to push I was yourself say, how was she mentally was she a bit more nervous than you nah, nah was... man it was she was sweet it, yeah. everything was spot on man yeah like she's I, always pretty like cool head though isn't she yeah it was seen... everything was cruisy and yeah she didn't seem to she went to the toilet the normal amount of times that <laughs> people go to the toilet <laughs> at a powerlifting comp yeah. you know what it's like man yeah, you yeah. try and keep hydrated and then you start squatting you're like nah gotta go yeah it happens. Um, that was all normal. Everything was pretty spot on. Yeah. Um, so when it comes down to the competition, there was a... And we, we had a, a little um, chat over uh, Messenger with uh, with our uh, powerlifting crew. There was absolutely nothing wrong with that facility Yeah. Um, in terms of running the event. Like the, the event ran really smoothly. Um, the warm-up room was, I'd say, a little bit cramped, but... Um, had everything that you need in there. Yeah. Um, there was like, you know, we they, squatting on carpet to warm up. It it was not an issue. It didn't even get yeah, mentioned right. in there. Yeah. I didn't hear anyone mention it. Um, it didn't even cross our minds. It was just like, this is where the monos are. That's where we're squatting. Yeah. Um, so there was three monos in the warm up room, three deadlift platforms, three benches. Um, I'd just say that it was probably... A little bit busy because on the day we lifted there was five flights and the lifters would there would probably be you know if you put five flights of lifters in there there's 50 people yeah and then obviously they're not all at the same time but then if you add a handler for everyone else it's there's a hundred people, people yep. you know what i mean so um in that regard i feel like that's a problem at pretty much every powerlifting competition like the warm-up area yep. gets can get a little bit jam-packed um in terms of monoliths, everything else, um, all the ones to squat on, 
you know, the, the, there's a bit of wear and tear about them, but yep. they were, they did the job. They did the job. Yep. They were easy, like easy to adjust. Like nothing. There was no problems with stuff at all. So, yep. um, one of the, the the bench that we warmed up on when the girls had, you know, uh, girls who have like a big arch, they'll have the the bench like at the lowest point. Yep. That was actually picking up. So when you put it down, so basically take the pins out, um, the J hooks would sit like on the top of the actual bench, if that makes sense. So it like slides all the way down. Okay. And then when you try and lift it back up, it was bringing out the plastic sleeve with it. (laughs) The plastic sleeve that like sits around it. So it was a bit of a piss take. Me and one of the other boys, um, other coaches were sitting there like, have to hammer it down and like hold it for each other and hammer it down. So it was a bit of a piss take that, just that one bench. Um, but yeah, the the thing that I um, I sort of was saying is that we are very spoilt with the boys' gym um, up in Malaga with yeah. Ruchi's gym. We're we're spoiled. There's that's they are setting the standard when it comes to um, competition. Like equipment's pretty standard across the board, but yeah, uh, just the setup in general, the scoring system, uh, the TV systems, the lights. The scoring system's one that got me like that. The like, light system, it, that sort no, of stuff. There was no audio, so like. Yeah. For the first two days, oh, there wasn't a third on the, over YouTube, um, but they had no like sort of placings put up as you go. Yeah. So you, you know, with the Ruchi guys, you can always see where you. I haven't actually out. watched their live stream to be fair, but yeah. I've heard it's very good. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm normally there. Yeah, it's just a lot more on display on there. On to, okay. You can see what's happening a lot more. Yeah. So so the boys like it's they do a it, bloody good job. We all know that they're setting the standard. Yeah. So I feel like um that we're spoiled in that way. Yeah. But. But that doesn't mean that this comp wasn't put on and ran like yeah, it was really top well. notch, man. Like the lift, well, it wasn't even out of a gym, so that, that you know that's gonna yeah. be a lot harder. Dude, they to had to take a... monoliths to the fucking first floor of this. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, a good I was gonna say apartment of this hotel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was run smoothly. The lifters knew when they were lifting. You did have to like read it off like the Excel sheet. Yeah, it was like a big screen with the Excel sheet. So like. It's not rocket science to figure out when you're lifting, yeah. But it's different to having like next lifter on platform, yeah, yeah. Like the boys do, yeah. So it's, it's um, like it's not. It wasn't as well fine tuned from a systems point of view, yeah. Um, but I mean, it still was, was an no awesome comp. The there was no hiccups. Yeah. Everything ran smoothly, and it, it's not their first comp that they've run either. That's how they do it in Radelaide. That's yeah. Oh, dude, I'll get to that as well. Um, <laughs> my old hometown. Yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah, I was born in Radelaide. That explains it, man. <laughs> um, so yeah, the the other thing about it, you can say, oh, why isn't this held at a gym? And and I was saying, like, from a lifter's point of view, how good is it to be able to go? Weigh in, go back to your room, keep your food in your fridge in your room at the same place, like go down, figure out when you need to warm up, go back, get your stuff ready, you know. It's all there. You could could literally go and have an hour sleep between flights. Yeah, try Um, to go back to your room and chill for a bit. Yeah, man, that's what I was saying to Sally, go, go chill out. Get some food in you. Make sure you're staying hydrated. Yeah. You don't have to like sit around in the gym and try and make the best of it. Yeah. Because it ends up being like a sort of six, seven hour day by the time you get there, figure out all the flights um, or like what flight you're in when you're lifting. Yeah. Um, start warming up and all that. It ends up being a very long day. And if you're just sitting in a gym somewhere, like with no access to go, you know, to, to go and get some food or to go yeah. to your room and, and lie down and relax. Man, it, the way that they had it like set up within the hotel was spot on. Yeah, cool. It was really good. So you could you could think, oh, you know, it should be at Maybe. a gym. But I feel like from a whole, the way it's run and the whole uh, event side of it, it, it was really good. Yeah. Really good. Um, otherwise, you're going to have to like ferry people in. People are going to have to hire cars figure out transport to and from where they're staying yeah, to true. a gym, yeah. that sort of stuff. So when you've got interstate people, yeah. it was spot on. Yeah, true. Didn't think of that as well. So, so maybe the, the Ruchi boys just need to build a hotel out the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Dan a... and Paul, you need, to, <laughs> you need to build like, yeah, a fucking, a Novotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a spot on competition. Yeah. It was run really smoothly. I know there was like people arcing up about the audio on the live stream, but that's just YouTube shit, man. Well, yeah, like, they, they were just organized with that because it would have got taken down otherwise. So, yeah, you, you can't know, um, You can't really do it and you can't expect them to day- not play tunes at the comp in yeah. order for them to be able to go on YouTube. Like That's just yeah. not going to happen. 
Because you'd just be like, hey, pump some tunes, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't third, know. Third day had audio, though. That was a bit different. Like, yeah, because I, I was checking the YouTube just because I went for a run. Yeah. And I was like, just live streaming. Like, I'd flick my phone out as I was running. Like, oh, yeah, we're up halfway through that flight. Yeah. I can turn around now, sort of thing, <laughs> and then figure out, like, I wasn't going to be late. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there was some commentary coming in and out. Um, but, yeah, placings and stuff on the screen would be yeah. all right. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. Um, keep keep score. Then maybe you need to like keep score at home. Just write yeah. down the lifters. Yeah. Not... Get out like your little cricket scorecard and like write down the lifters. Yeah. Um, so it was in, all in all, it's a um, apart from that one bench that was pissing me and the other dude off. Yeah. But that was only I, I, one of the boys came and started benching on there because they like warming up. I was like, oh, dude, you probably want to go on another bench. This bench is fucked. Yeah. Like, because it was lifting out the sleeve. But I think it's only it was only because the girls were putting the the J hook so low down. Yeah, right. And then it was like picking up the the plastic sleeve, and then you couldn't adjust it because yeah. the plastic sleeve was in the way. Yeah. Anyway, that was about it. Yep. Um, all the bars were twenty five kilos. Deadlift bars on the warm up. Um, power bars on the benches. Yep. Yeah, they went with rogue as well. Rogue. Yeah, I noticed that. Rogue plates. plates yeah. Um, and yet there was no mention of any anything wrong with any of the equipment. Like some of the warm-up plates were a bit uh, mixed, mixed and matched. Yep. That's about it. Like, you can't expect them. Well, you'd be asking a lot to have, like, oh, these need to be a Vanco or a Lico or yeah. Rogue, like, for every warm-up station. Like, yeah, fuck off, it. mate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, awesome uh, awesome event. And next year, hopefully we can sort out some fundraising um, and get everyone that gets invited just to go over. So I know it's it can be somewhat like, oh, I'm not going to be that competitive. It's a bit of a waste of money. But if you take out that it's a bit of a waste of money, people will probably be more likely to go. So we might have to sort out some sort of uh, yeah. fundraising event for our powerlifting team. All right. Yep. Uh, moving on, man. So that's that's it about... Oh, Adelaide's a pretty sweet place anyway. I liked it. You did? Yeah, Glen- Glenelg been... is sweet. Glenelg's like if you put... I don't know. I, I sort of thought if you put like Cottesloe... Yep. Oh, no, maybe not Cottesloe. Say Subiaco. If you put Subiaco when people actually used to go there and there was things to do. Yeah, Subi's dead now, yeah. isn't um, if you did, If you did that, so maybe Subi like 10, 15 years ago yep. and you just moved it to the, to the ocean. To the ocean. Yeah. That's what it felt yeah, like. Yeah, it's a bit of that, isn't it? Yeah, I liked not it. quite as fancy as maybe Subi. Yeah, yeah. I, I liked it, man. Yeah. And um, on, the, on Sunday, I just caught the uh, tram into Adelaide. Yep. Hired one of those little fucking oh, whippy as scooters. Oh, that message, what scooter a loser! Rat. <laughs> Scoot rat. Um, <laughs> I was whipping around in, in the uh, in the CBD. I was that was pretty cool. I was like, welcome to the real world, sort of thing. Like people are like, yeah, every major city has these, man. Yeah, and I'm like, do they? <laughs> we don't. So I'm like down. I'm like downloading the it's app. Perth. Like, I don't think we do. Dude. I'm not sure, man. It's too spread out, dude. I'm in the city. And then it, like, because it, well, it was Sunday, man. I ordered order. Do you order an Uber? Yeah. Yeah. Ordered an Uber. <laughs> um, sounds like food though. I ordered an Uber. The dude was there like two minutes later and I was at the airport like 11 minutes later yeah. just twiddling my fingers. I was like, that was way too quick. Yeah. So I didn't want to like, wanted to be there on time. Yep. And I was like, oh fuck, I should have stayed cruising around for a little bit longer. Anyway, yeah, Adelaide was pretty cool. I, I enjoyed it. All right, man, let's move on. NBA finals. So last, last podcast, we watched game five. Yep. Um, the, the game that KD went down with the injury. And the, yep. Golden State got up on that one. Yeah, they won that one, didn't they? That was the one Lowry hit the... Or got blocked. And yep, yep. That's it. So, that's I'm going to say, like, with, without the... Um, oh, game six was sick, though. That was, that was the best game. I was shouting at the TV, bro. I was shouting. Yeah. So. Far out. Um, I think so the best team, best team won in the end. Best team. Oh, someone's at the door. Who's at the door? What's going on? I got delivery. Oi, hold the hold the mic down, Troy. Oh, Talk no. about basketball. This is gonna be like when Garth. <laughs> <laughs> I watched I watched Wayne's World the other day. All right, we are back. I got a delivery. It was gym stuff, so it was important that I uh, skipped out. So what we were talking about? Basketball. Yep. Um, mm. Best team won. Yep, they did. In the end, um, without the without the injuries, I reckon Golden State win. When you think about how close some of the games were. Yeah. I don't know. I think they get one game one like by ten points today. Uh, I just feel I like Kevin know. Durant is is a difference. Like they yeah. they're not winning with with. Uh, it was a huge difference without Thompson there too. Yeah. So really, I mean, the two of them out. Yeah. You, so you're without those injuries, but everyone benefits from injuries. So like Chris Paul got injured last year. That's, yeah, uh, that's in the Houston in the it? Houston um, 
in the Houston series. So I feel like uh, it's just like you you can only you can only beat the team they put out against you, and they beat them, um, beat them in six. So um, it was good to see, man. And the whole I've got a couple of mates uh, that I've like travelled with um, or like met when I was in Europe a couple of times that uh, from Toronto, and it just looked hectic, man. Like their Instagram is just going off, and I'm just like sending them like all the fire emojis, like yeah, and they were just like yeah, big. Big night, like. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was um, it was good to see him win. It's good to Canada get one up on the US. Yeah, the US can't even win their own basketball yeah. comp. Although <laughs> first game was ever played, wasn't it? First was uh, in Canada or something. First NBA game or something like that. I heard something like yeah, that. Yeah, I did hear something like that. Yeah. That was weird. That doesn't make any sense to me. No. Like the very first game. Yeah. Uh, of the NBA, yeah, was played in Canada. That's what I heard, makes yeah. no sense. Someone, someone, fact check us on yeah, that yeah, and tell we us we're be wrong yeah, that. tell us we're full of shit. That sounds wrong, <laughs> eh? But I heard something like yeah. that. No, I did. Um, so I reckon injuries are the reason that uh, the the Raptors won. I think it would have been a good series anyway. It still would have been close. Yeah, yeah, it would have been right. close. Um, I'm going to read way too far into this, and I, I saw a, a bit of a a video on it. So Clay Thompson hamstring in Game Three. Missed game four, came back game five, game six, does his ACL Was he actually, I didn't on the ACL. same leg. Ah. Now, we know that hamstring yeah, strength... I didn't even think of this. Nah, it's, it's fucking clutching at straws, bro. Um, hamstring yeah. strength sort of augments uh, the action of the ACL. Yeah. So if yep. you have strong hamstrings, it's going to help... Uh, well prevent the- oh it's going to help shoulder the load of yeah. the ACL as well so the ACL prevents the tibia slipping forward on the femur if that makes any sense um, so lower leg sliding forward on the upper leg and if you think about like where the hamstrings are on the back of your leg makes sense right when they contract it you know keeps it from sliding forward That's it. Um, yeah I, I watched a bit of a video about like well if, was his hamstring compromised oh, is that why the like conspiracy no it wasn't really a conspiracy <laughs> theory it's just interesting to me so yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is if you look at the way he lands yeah, it was, it's just the mechanism of how people do um, non-contact ACL so he yeah. came down with a shitload of force off balance um, with his lower leg turned out yeah and then like a valgus movement so a, a knee inwards movement yep. through his upper leg like there's not there's nothing you can do um from a rehab point of view or a strength point of view other than the stuff that he would already be doing yeah to prevent those sort of day. things you've got to not play sport yeah. for that not to happen so um cory roscoe tagged me in a, a thing about like um like pts and instagram guys saying like putting up things like Five exercises KD and Clay should have been doing. And it's like, hey man, shut up. You train four dads. That sort of thing. It was funny. And I was like, yeah, three three sets of don't play professional sport. That's how you you get away with it. So um, you, you can look at like, and I like looking into those sort of things. Like, oh, it's the same leg. Oh, what does yeah, that mean? Yeah. But it means fuck all, man. Like he could have injured it anyway. Um, I think KD definitely came back early and he would be like, yeah, I came back early. I wanted to play. Yeah. Like we were losing. We're down 3-1. I wanted to play. I took the risk. That's it. Um, and like, if he had his time again, he'd probably like he definitely wouldn't because he's going to be out for a while now. Yeah, I don't know though. He won't he play. Probably, for, he won't play for a year. He probably think he would have. You know, wanted to. He, you know, he wanted. To, he just wanted to get out there for his team. You know. Yeah. So, well, that's what Thompson the, man. Like he was still. He was. He was doing like jumping jacks and stuff, like jumping up and down. Done with his the, ACL. With, and he's like, I'm getting back. Yeah, out. with the ACL. Well, so these guys are, you know, true freaking. Yeah, man. They want to play, and I think I think people like, think because they're so rich that they're like they don't yeah. just they don't have that drive to succeed yeah. that because they're already paid yeah. you know what I mean well, but that's why they're there man they, they wouldn't be there good. if they didn't that's have that, that good. yeah they they're wouldn't be true. there if they didn't have that drive so of course they want to fucking play Kevin Durant goes and plays like random dudes in like Rucker Park in, in yeah. New York yeah. and just schools them for fun like in the off season so it's not like these guys just can't help themselves yeah when it comes to um, wanting just, to... It's not just natural talent that they're there for. They're, Man, they've got... Obviously, they got that natural talent, but it's that drive, that yeah, desire. Exactly. That that... So that's why, um, yeah, that, that's why both of them ended up playing. Um, the Durant one's the most obvious one yeah. because it's like, oh, he had a strained calf, which I was like, well, I don't know. If it's a strained calf, yeah, he came back like 30 days later. If it's an Achilles, like, what's he doing coming back? Yeah. So it's either... 
you know, I, I feel like if it's an Achilles straight away and that's what he did originally, that then it's pretty dumb coming yeah, back. The medical team would be but man, they've got, he's got MRIs like every day. Yeah. So there's nothing that anyone else outside of the Warriors knows that they don't already. Yeah. Um, did you see the dude, um, is he like the general manager? Like oh, in the interview, Bob, what's his name? The dude, I don't know about. I'm gonna. I'm probably hurt people. Like I don't think you can be that emotional no. when you're in a position that powerful. No, and, no, and people might be like, "Well, no, yes, people can, you know, act the way that, you know, just be honest with themselves." And Adam, yeah. but I'm like, he's running one of the biggest organizations in sports, yeah. and he comes to the to the interview, and he's like visibly in tears about an injury. And I was just like, man, you got to, I just feel like you got to hold yourself better than that. And if, yeah. if that's how you're going to be, someone else has got to do the interview. <laughs> no, dead set. Is that harsh? I know it's that's pretty harsh, harsh, but I'm like... I agree with you though. He was a bit like, come on, mate. Like, what, you can, the reflection of that onto the Golden State, onto the organization yeah, isn't yeah, good, man. Mean, In yeah. no way is it positive. Yeah, oh, look at him. He's crying. He really cares about his players. Yeah. Everyone's like... Hey, maybe he's trying to hey, this up going, we're doing it for KD. This is maybe all, that was his plan. No, nah, I was like, yeah. this is awkward. What's going on? <laughs> Why is this guy getting interviewed? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, some of the Steph Curry wasn't cr- was... Steph Curry wasn't crying. No, was, yeah, pretty good about Steve it. Steve Kerr it? wasn't crying. Draymond yeah. Green wasn't crying no, when they did interviews. Yeah, it right. was just weird to me, man. Yeah, that how he was like. What was his name? I wasn't Bob expecting something. him to be that emotional. That's it's like, and I was like, he's so misunderstood. <laughs> I was like, fucking calm <laughs> down. The, that That's why I was like, Kevin Durant's not dead. Like. Let's chill you know, out. That girl like um, back in Britney Spears a few years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Far out. Hey man, um, the top. moving on from that. This is going to be the, a huge off season in the NBA. We're talking a lot of basketball out. lately, eh? Yeah, oh, we'll fuck, be yeah. over it by next week. Yeah, we will be. We'll be like, uh, who cares? Um, so Anthony Davis has already signed with the Lakers for like yep. half the team and half the future picks or everything, basically. basically the, the rest of the it's just going to be they're going to have two players. <laughs> it's just going to be LeBron throwing lobs to um, <laughs> Davis. Um, I'm not sure who's, who's actually staying there because they had all those guys on one. So, um, Javar McGee, yeah. uh, Lance Stevenson, uh, Rondo, all on one years. And then they just got rid of like Ingram, Kuzma, Ball, didn't they? I think that's who they who sent. They got rid of, yeah. So, who else, so, who else is on their team, man? Unless they sign those three guys. Who knows? Um, they can bring back Kobe. Whoa, that would be sick. Um, but look at the free agents this year, man. Kevin Durant, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving, Chris Middleton. All the Ks. Oh, Kemba Walker. Uh, all the Ks, yeah. Jimmy Butler, Tobias Harris, Boogie Cousins, Marcus Gasol. Wow. Dude, you make two sick teams out of just those players. <laughs> just put them together. They'll win, team. mate. That, yeah. that, there's a championship team. There's two championship teams on, like <laughs> I just read out. So it's going to be heaps of movement, and we'll figure out. Everyone's sort of saying... Um, Kyrie to Brooklyn, New York, or LA. Yeah. Um, they reckon that Jimmy Butler will leave to go somewhere, and Tobias Harris will stay in Philadelphia. Kemba Walker looks like he's going to stay in Charlotte for some stupid reason. Boogie Cousins won't get in, won't get paid by anyone because he's not back to where he should be. Yeah. Marcus Gasol should just retire and just he's be like old. done, peace. Yeah, he doesn't need it anymore. Oh, he he can he can still play though. And then who else is there? Kawhi. Everyone thinks he's going to the Clippers. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that's the chat anyway. That's the that you heard it here first. Breaking NBA news <laughs> on the pod. All right, let's get to the books you haven't read, man. Why yep. haven't you been reading? You, you two weeks ago, you were like, "We're going to start like a book club." Yeah. And you were gun ho. I did say I was going to read something. What have you read? Uh, I read something last night. I didn't <laughs> read a book, but what were you reading? Read, what was I reading last night? I was reading some nutrition stuff from Lane Norton. That was a bit. Oh yeah, I was reading his on the uh, uh, yeah. what was it Fat Lost Forever? On yeah, the, on I didn't the plane read that, home. but uh, there was that whole wish effect thing. I was reading a little bit. Oh, okay. That's about all I've read. Over the last, but to be fair, there's been a hell of a lot of good sport on. You know, <laughs> right? So this week was. I promise I'll do better next week. Okay. Because well, and I had a busy week. <laughs> he had a busy week. I everyone. had a busy week, and there were, you know NBA playoffs. We had the IPF, bloody <laughs> national, um, world on. We had GPC. Yeah, that was yeah. three days. Okay, man. So to well, be fair, I didn't even get much work done. I've listened to I listened to the David Goggins on audiobook. Yep. It's actually sweet. Like audiobook. I need to hit the audio. Audiobook was good, but they did it. Apparently, it's not pr- not normal. Normally, it's just someone reading it out. Yeah. But they actually did like a, like a podcast in between the chapters. Yeah. So they would like he didn't read much of the book. There was another guy reading it. Yeah. 
um, and then they would sort of like talk about it for about five minutes, ten minutes in between, and then get back to the book. Yeah. So it was really good. And obviously, for those of you who don't know or haven't been following um, David Goggins, he was on Rogan like 18 months ago, yeah. and he sort of blew up from there and became a little bit more mainstream. People started knowing about him. He has a book called Can't Hurt Me. Um, it just details his life from, you know, underprivileged and abused kid through to... Uh, Navy SEALs, Army Rangers, ultra marathons, yeah, right. uh, world record of pull-ups in a day attempts. Actually, I heard that something about all someone s- doing all sorts of oh, like that. A thousand nah. unbroken. What was oh, what? Jacob was telling me about this. A thousand know? unbroken. No, it was a thousand. It might have been three hundred. Yeah. So he Fuck. didn't let himself drop the whole time. Yeah, some people like you see them like shake out one hand, put their hand back on. Beat the world record. Yeah. So, so um, it's a good book though. I didn't read it. I listened to it. Yep. It was awesome. Um, on some long runs and stuff, it was good, really motivational, all, all that sort of stuff. stuff. Sorted again. Dude, it's hard. Kindle. I had um, is it Audible? Yeah. It's just weird the way that you have to like within the app, you don't buy the books, you buy the books, and then they like show up in your app. It's fucking weird. Yeah. It's like all through Amazon, but that's the only one I've um, listened to on then. And then I read uh, was it Stephen Pressfield Turning Pro? I read that on the flight to Adelaide. And back. Oh, what about the, where's my Dave Grohl article that you were going to bring back? Too? <laughs> I, I, that's the Dave Grohl autobiography. Fuck. One other good thing about Adelaide, they're, they're nah. reporting some good news. That was in there. the airport in the um ninety nine. That was in the ninety nine cent bill uh, <laughs> thing. It was like ninety nine cents for these books. I was like Dave Grohl. Oh, that's overpriced. Um, so I put it under the rest of the other books. Um, Did you? Yeah. So no, nah, fuck no. I sent that picture to Katie too, and she was like, "Oh, do you buy me something?" I was like, "No." <laughs> Um, all right, man. Let's get on to some uh, listener topics. Yep. Um, yeah, read some books, man. Bring them back next week. Uh, listener topics. There's two here. These, these are from Justin. He likes sending us ones. Like I said, he always likes sending us like smart people ones. Those are yeah. the ones we can't answer. We're the two scientific. Yeah, man. Like, to be to yeah, we're not smart enough. Yeah. Or they're like, you know, you have to have, uh, I don't know, some sort of insightful worldview or yeah. something. Man. Anyway. Um, he, he sort of asked, do you absolutely have to track your macros and does fish oil count towards fat macros? Um, my, I'll answer the first one. Um, if you're going to count your macros, sort of depends on how much fish oil you're taking. If you're taking a, uh, 2000 milligram tablet, there's 18 calories in it. Yeah. So if you're taking one, it's probably not going to matter. If you're taking five, it's 90 calories. Yeah. I mean, it, you'd be doing, I, I'm going to say it's probably not where your diet's going to be falling down if you do or don't yeah, calculate it. them. Um, or you'd have to be going nuts on them. Yeah. Um, I know I, I sort of brought up a recommended dosage just off the net um, and it was like, I'll take five was like the, the top level. Yeah. Sort of, so that would be five, yeah, so 90 calories given That's that. That's a big question. A how many fish oil should you be, how much should you I don't take, take any at the moment. So I probably should be. Yeah. From, you know, taking ten tablets a day, just taking. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it depends where you where your you know your levels are at, yeah. which is way over my head because yeah. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. Um, when it comes to, do you absolutely have to track your macros? Absolutely not. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, I would suggest you don't to begin with. I I don't I just I always say, man, like start with these. Reduce your portion sizes. Limit yeah. your blowouts and binges. Swap things for lower calorie versions. Yeah. Um, and then. From there, then you can go into some sort of diet protocol, whether it be yeah. tracking your macros, which is basically flexible dieting. A, a lot of people call it flexible if dieting it if, if it fits your macros. That doesn't mean that you can't combine tracking your macros with a low-carb uh, diet or a keto diet. You can still track your macros, and it's just going to make that said diet more accurate. Yeah. Um, you can look into all these things are just a way to create that calorie deficit. So intermittent fasting, you know, um, keto or low carb is just creating a restriction that typically limits your calorie intake. That's it. Um, so you definitely don't have to, like I said, reduce portion sizes, limit blowouts and binges, um, swap things out for lower calories. I always sort of make the, um, make the, uh, example of saying, say you're eating at maintenance calories and they're 2,500, right? Yep. And then for dinner, you're going to go back and like you, you typically, it's a bit of a habit to go and have a little bit more after dinner, yep. right? And you go back and you have 200 more calories, all right? So now your diet's 2,700. If you add that up across the week, it's another 1,400 yep. 
across a week. So it's another half a day of eating that you've just added on. Yep. And you can and you can just cut that out by not going back and having those extra and that's where that, the, 200 the calories. Thing can help because you can go, oh, I can't eat. Yeah. Now, oh, that's where all, all the th- sort of yeah. things can help. So that's, I always say that, like limit those portion sizes. Yep. And then you'll figure out, all right, it's the little extras normally that people eat that add up to, you know, a half a day. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, that half a day is a big deal over a month, over three months, over a year. Yeah. So if you can knock those little habits that, you know, create that extra that you don't need and you're not going to go hungry. Yeah. It's just a habit. It's like, oh, there's a little bit left. I'll have it. No, no, no. Have it tomorrow. Yeah. That sort of thing. I think it's, you know, it's funny with nutrition. I think people go, they think that they need to just know absolutely everything about how to eat. It's like, it's similar to training. When you first get into training, you're not going to know everything straight away. So That's you it. change a couple of little habits that you can start to get better at. Yeah. Over time, you're going to start educating yourself a little bit more as you go. So even like macros and stuff, you don't bother too much with someone who's new to, like you said, you go through those reducing portion sizes, those little things first. Yep. Over time, you might get a little bit more switched on. Like I've got some of my clients now to do track all their macros, yeah. but they've been in the gym for a long time. Yeah, but there's no, there's no reason. I would, I would definitely say that there's no reason you have to at all. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd, I always go back to that. maybe track your protein levels as being one that I... Yep. You know, that get that right. If you're, you know, in the phase of trying to, you want to build some muscle, that's probably, a, um, and then re- make the rest up of carbs and fats if you really want. Yeah. Get a little bit more into it, but it's not the be all end all, especially if it's just general. Yeah. We're trying to just lose some weight or. Yeah. I would, I would go with those things first before you start being um, meticulous. And, yeah. and Justin mentioned he'd, he'd like doesn't enjoy tracking his macros so i was no, like man just yeah it's <laughs> fucking it's fucking annoying yeah um and can be, get sort of you know become like a more of an issue yeah than like yeah more of a hindrance than help sort of thing and some people you know i was talking about it um i think it was to jacob the other day about it like people get so over the top about it mm. they get like their whole life comes you know yeah you know they get so serious about it and it just becomes like do you want to live like that? Yeah, no. And like, fuckness. we go back to that, what is how to be, um, Sus- yeah, sustainable. Yeah. Like, in, you know, most people, you know, anytime I've ever tried to track um, my macros, I just, I it might, just my head in. I might for a little bit. Just see how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, all right. This is from Scottish Rob. He's got a million questions here. Uh, what's the best site for weightlifting gear? I'm just going to say loaded. loaded yeah. Go to loaded lifting. It's uh, a Perth brand. Um, they always get it really quickly. Yeah. Always get stuff really quickly. Um, they're good with returns if stuff doesn't fit awesome. or yeah. um, I know a couple of our belt buckles have been cracked after yep. some time. They just send them out. So loaded lifting. Should hit them up for a sponsorship, shouldn't we? Um, <laughs> and he also asked, this is a hell funny question, man. Why why does it seem easier to lift a bar with 225s on it rather than 220s and a 10? And I'm just going to say like the weight's centralized. That's it. The weight's closer to your back. Basically, yeah. I, I assume he's meaning squatting because he's not benching that much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's closer to you. It's it's you know it's a more centered object. I haven't noticed it made any difference. To nah, this. man, and you're definitely overthinking it if you can feel yeah. the difference between that. I've heard a few people say that though. There's a few people that said they I don't know they go it's mentally it just makes me feel. I was like what? Yeah. It's the same weird. weight. You should be able to just say that's the same. It is. It is the same weight. Um, it's a tough one. It's going to be because the weight's not centered, and that's that's where it's going to be different. That's why like powerlifting plates are as small as they can be. Yeah. Whereas a bumper plate is going to be wider. So there's big. Like if those if those big boys, if you just like doubled the surface area of those plates that the the top guys are lifting and doubled it, so it's out near the end of the sleeve now, but it's still the same weight. I feel like they'd know about it. Whereas if it's not compared to it being like compacted closer to their center. Center of mass, yeah, or closer to there. But we're talking like one the back, one ten. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we're not talking about that one. Who sent that one in? That was Scottish Rob as well. Yeah, uh, this one, Scottish Rob too. Uh, is black coffee the best pre workout, and how soon before training should you have it? I'm gonna definitely. I'm I'm gonna say, uh, black coffee's not the best pre workout. Sleep is and oh, the right. answer that no one wants. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sleep's the best pre workout. Uh, sleep, hydration, proper nutrition, trumps. All the uh... a positive mindset. Get sucked up yourself. It's going to be better than any stimulants. Um, you don't get stronger from from taking, you know, pre workout. Yeah. Um, I'd try and steer people away from it. 
Um, if you are going to have coffee, 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I generally have coffee. I wouldn't say it's the best pre-workout. I'd just put your efforts into getting a good night's sleep, yep. getting hydrated. Right, that's a good one. That sort of uh, stuff. Like um, all right. We got plenty more to go through. How long have we been going? Oh, this might be a pretty short one, but... All right. What is the difference between raw and equipped powerlifting? Yep. So, so let's break, break it down for someone, man. You, you take this one away. So... Basically, equipped powerlifting, uh, they're using equipment to make uh, lifting a little easier on you, or to Appar- be able to move, or uh, in, in, in a way, because uh, <laughs> equipment you get in for a equipped is very, very difficult. So by make. equipment, we mean uh, you have a specialized suit to squat in, yeah. a specialized shirt to bench press in, and a specialized suit to deadlift in. Now, the squat suit adds a fair amount. The bench shirt adds a shitload, and the deadlift suit doesn't add that much. I think some of the world records are actually better, but that's probably because of numbers that have actually done it. So back, um, and like powerlifting, you know, I haven't been around powerlifting forever. It's only probably been the last four or five years, but having sort of tried to educate myself more on it, it seems like geared powerlifting or equipped powerlifting um, was... Uh, a lot more prevalent in the sort of uh, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. And now raw powerlifting has taken over. So by raw, we mean sleeves and a belt. And wraps as well. And wraps. So wraps are worn in equipped powerlifting as well. But there is raw divisions like the one that we compete in in the GPC. It's technically raw with wraps, but it's just called raw in the GPC. Um, There's different federations all across powerlifting that have different definitions of raw, um, raw with wraps. Yeah. Um, there's, you just got to check with what, where you're going to uh, lift in Australia is you're sort of limited to three or four federations. Yeah. You got the GPC and capo, which are going to be raw with wraps. Uh, so you're allowed to wear wraps and then you've got, uh, the powerlifting Australia and, uh, the APU, which is going to be sleeves which is raw. Yep. And in any of these, you can still um, compete bare need, I'm pretty sure. You don't have to wear wraps. Yeah. I'm not sure if you can wear sleeves in a GPC sanctioned comp. You, yeah, you can. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Actually, Nathan Jones did on the weekend. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, you can still wear sleeves in a raw with wraps competition just to make things even more complicated. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the difference between sort of... Uh, Equipped and raw. Yeah. Equipped, uh, you've got knee wraps plus a squat suit, a bench shirt, and a deadlift suit. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're sort of, what are they made of, like, fucking denim and Kevlar or some no shit? Idea, they're really hard to get in. Extremely difficult to get They're into. really hard to get into, apparently. I've never um, got into one. Um, I'd, li- I'd like to get into some, like, squat briefs or something. Yeah. Just see how it feels, just for an experience. But for me, it just... I, I just sort of can't get my head around like the the reason why you would want all that help for to lift weights because it's not you li- like it's it is you lifting it but it's not you lifting yeah, it. Does that make you sense? You could say the same thing about wraps and that. Yeah, you, def- oh, you definitely that, could. You you could definitely say, oh, why would I put knee wraps on? It lets me squat more, and I'm like, well, that the point is to squat more. Yeah. But I just feel like there's a point where it goes past it, and when you need like three people to fit you into a suit, yeah, um, a little extreme yeah. to like get you underneath a barbell, and you can barely hit depth because the suit won't let you. Yeah, um, it just I don't know. I sort of just scratch my head and think, oh, what's what are we, what are we trying to do here? Yeah, yeah, that's just my. I've only opinion. ever seen one, one or two people compete equipped before as well. And yeah, it's, um, so it's definitely not something that's. I don't think it's going to... Do you think it's going to come back? I, I doubt it. I just think there's well, too many barriers know. to entry, man. you got yeah. to spend like 1500 bucks yeah, on suits. Well Whereas in Raw, you just buy, you know, sleeves, possibly wraps and a, and a singlet, yeah. and you're sorted. Yeah. Anyway, that's the difference between Raw and Equipped. Let's get to some of these. Let's be pretty quick on them. Um, Marty wants to know, what do you look for in footwear? Running, gym, footy boots. Uh, in the gym, don't normally wear shoes when I'm lifting. <laughs> um, that's the perks of uh, training in a place like Smith Fitness. I tell people to take their shoes off all the time. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if it feels better, just go without shoes. And some people are like, oh, really, can you? And I'm like, huh, yeah, I haven't worn shoes fucking six months. <laughs> um, 
when it comes to running, I'm running in the, um, what are they called? Night Kyger 5s. Um, and I was running in the Ultra Superiors. And I've got a pair of the Wild Horses coming pretty soon. I don't think they're going to be here in time for me to like wear them in to do in my run, uh, which is only two weeks away. Um, I normally look for sort of a mim- minimalist sort of shoe. I don't like the big, chunky, yeah. foamy sort of... Um, sort of feel I don't know I just yeah I've done a fair amount of running in minimalist shoes and yeah my feet are my feet are strong that's a Chappelle show reference um yeah so that's that's me uh, when it comes to footy boots oh man I used to go with the Asics footy boots oh yeah Asics um Adidas yeah, just just the general ones really yeah I like um with the running shoes I like a sort of wide wide-ish toe box which the ultra shoes have because it lets your feet sort of spread out a fair bit because um, if you spend a couple of hours in a shoe that's cramming your toes together, it gets yeah. jacked up. So yep. um, my feet are, I have one little hot spot that I get on the end of my second toe in my Nikes, yep. and I just deal with it. It's fucking nothing. Have you, you haven't seen my feet toe. That always hurts in footy boots. Yeah. I've got my middle toe is like the biggest, longest toe on my foot. Yeah. So I always rub just it up. So footy boots shamed. are always the worst for that. So yeah. So squeeze up against it. I feel like footy boots have come a long way, but because of... All the uh, terrible ones that I used to wear. Yeah. I'm pr- my like, yeah, my feet are sort of used to. I probably should have used better ones. I used to get really bad shin splints. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, I was a fan of the Asics though. Um, all right, Shorty. Gym shoes though as well. Gym any, shoes. I just go like flat soles. Yeah, flat soles, man. Flat soles. Ours is normally like uh, lifting orientated, so yeah. we go with like a, a Vans or a cons cons are normally a bit narrow for me oh yeah I don't like cons I like Um, so so. even I just go with my um, I just go with my slip on Nikes which is sort of that that flat skate shoe sort of style not not the 90s puffy skate shoe the 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 skate shoe from uh, from nowadays just um, just a slip on Nike basically and that's just me man Um, I don't know what about the old Dunlop volleys? Dunlop volleys are no, going right. Yeah, the flat, the flat sole ones, man. You don't want to be doing too much um, lifting in like running shoes if you start getting serious about it. Yeah. There's no reason you can't to start with, but if you start getting serious, you know, get yourself something that's nice and flat and you can feel connected to the yeah. floor. Yeah. I'd go with Vans. Um, this is from Shawnee Boylet, one of the uh, one of my old mates. He wants to know: Do some people sweat more than others, or do people who don't sweat, uh, who don't sweat as much, not work as hard? I'm going to say, uh, yes, people sweat more than others. There's some people who definitely, and there's definitely some people that don't work as hard, so therefore they don't sweat. Um, Supplements that work and are backed by science. This is Justin again. You're asking too many supplement questions. You're getting too deep into it. Um, Creatine, protein, caffeine. That's it. Moving on. Um, (laughs) Benny reckons. Benny reckons I need to carry a weapon with me when I'm running. Oh, man, you do out there. That's... Saw some... How big were the pigs that you saw? Oh, man. I'm going to say like... There. I'm going to say like... Fuck, how much do I weigh? I'm going to say like... 70 kilos? Yeah, right. There was two two big ones. I I feel like... Was I daydreaming? Was I like... Am I delusional? No, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah I, there was two big ones, two stuff, little yeah. ones, man. And I saw them and then they like... They got scared by me. And then I went, I ran up, like, because they just go in behind scrub and all that, and it yeah. was uphill, so I wasn't, like, chasing them too quickly. I was ba- basically just fucking hiking. And then I went up to the top of the hill, and I heard them one, once more, and I was like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, I turned my um, music off, and then I heard it, like, walked up, and I was like, oh, where are these sort of things? Like, being careful sort of thing. And yeah. then I heard, like, one little grunt, and I was like, oh, shit. And then I, because I couldn't see him. So, yeah, it was a bit of... I was spun out, though, man. I was like, is that a fucking pig? Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, um, I do need to take a, uh, a weapon with me, but I feel like, what are you going to take? Like, a knife? You, if they're going to fucking go you, what, what are you going to do? Just be, like, quick enough to just be like... Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, maybe I just need a clenched fist. <laughs> when I see pigs, I'll be like, come on, pig. Um, training for Tough Mudder. Running, man. Yeah. Running for obstacle courses. Like, you can do all the obstacle course stuff, um, but if you don't run, like a, a typical Tough Mudder... So then I'm going to have to start running, then. That's... Dude, you're going to have to run. Oh. You're going to have to run, man. You're going to do a 10K obstacle course race. The obstacles are, what, every... 
300 to 500 no they are rest yeah. they're rest breaks man because yeah. the obstacles aren't that hard yeah. i want the obstacles to be harder like when we did true grip did you get electrocuted by anything no no nah. nah. so I that was want, tough like that, that was tough <laughs> that was tough mutter but they don't do them in perth anymore i don't think yeah right uh, unless they bring it back but yeah in true grit um the obstacles weren't that hard so because i'm like i'm gonna do it with the elite group and i use elite very loosely like that's what the the first wave is called. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it with them. So like the running becomes a big part of it because the obstacles you're just gonna say like everyone will just get through them. Yeah. And yeah, you can pick up time on certain obstacles, be quick on it, have good technique, know what you're doing. But if you're not good at, if you can't run, yeah, the whole distance or like most of the distance, you're still gonna walk the hills. I assume. I fucking hope. Um. But yeah, you you just got to be able to run, man. Yeah. You've got to be able to run. So definitely running first um, and then pull-ups-based stuff. You've got to be able to shift and hold your own body weight. Yeah, right. Um, rope climbs, pull-ups, dead hangs, uh, monkey bars sort of stuff yeah, right. is going to be uh, the training that we should be doing. So hopefully, that's from Scottish Rob again. Hopefully, he um, hopefully he's going to he jump in true group with yeah, us. We nice. need to take a big group, man. Um, all right. There's so many. Like He sent us like man, 10 of them. Um, he's got a few questions yeah he's got heaps of questions where are we at time wise oh this might be shorter than normal this one um, alright one from that long time listener long time caller <laughs> um, how do you deal and train through periods of self doubt that not good slash strong enough voice oh. don't have that voice yeah I don't think I've ever seen you have that but... don't have that voice man I tear shit up yeah I don't know what would you say <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it's, I, I actually don't get it as much as I think I've seen a lot of my clients get. I don't know, I just sort of switch myself off to having those those voices in my head, I think, that other people do. As soon as it sort of comes in, I go, nah, get out of that straight away. Yeah. You know, you, that, that I enjoy that, that slog. That's what I think is the difference. I enjoy when you get in, when it gets hard. Yesterday was one, such a tough session, and I yeah. was hurting so hard. Yeah. But I just couldn't help but just, you know, smile and go... This is why I love this. This is hard. This is tough. And feel, this is, you, you feel fulfilled when it's tough and it's hard. and You, you feel better on the other side sort of thing? Yeah. So I think I, I've always found this really hard to empathise with other people when they feel like this. Because I'm sort of like, why Mate, should you just enjoy this right now? Tr- now, you've heard it here. If Troy finds it hard to empathise, where the fuck does that put me, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've learned a lot, especially through Natalie. She's like, this, I think it's a big question from her because she struggled with this a, uh, a lot as well. Um, especially the old, you know, um, I don't feel like I'm strong enough comparing myself to others and stuff like that. Dude, I was at I was at nationals on the weekend and girls out-totaled me in like 75 class. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, I can run way faster than her. <laughs> um, I don't know, you just got to find, find, you know, find your own... Like your own like sort of way of thinking and and you gotta you gotta put it in your remember where you've come from yeah put it in, yeah that's what I mean like put it in, put it in your context exactly and that's, that's what it. I always like something I always go on with that Natalie about is like where did she start from the other thing so is where, being aware of the problems that arise in any situation yeah limits that problem straight away yeah that problem won't be as big a problem if you're aware okay. I know this happens. I at, at a certain point, I might see, feel, hear something that makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. How do I respond to that, and how I respond to that, um, you know, is going to have is going to cause a certain outcome. Yeah. So just knowing that to begin with, yeah, like halves that problem. So she, she like j- let's just say. Like from Nat's perspective, she might think, okay, uh, I see this and it makes me feel this. Why do I feel that way? Do I need to feel that way? Should I? What does that mean? Yeah. And how do I act from that? Yeah. But just knowing, and, I, and I'll bring it back to running, just knowing, you know, all right, sweet, 14K mark in a bit of a lull, like I'm two minutes later, I'll feel fine. Yeah. So you just know that, Things are going to get better. Your mind state will change. You just have to keep going. Yeah. You know what makes it worse? 14Ks. Oh, not feeling that good. Yep. Stop. Walk. Yeah. Turn around. 
go back to the car. Yeah. You know what I mean? That doesn't make anything better. So, you know what does make you, make you feel better? Keep going. Sweet. Finished. Get to 21Ks. That's what we had planned. Got it done. Yeah. How much better do I feel now? And it's having that little fucking win, like I always talk about, having that little win. So that, that little challenge in my head that came up at 14, this is too hard. I don't feel good. I could easily stop. And then coming out at the end and saying, I didn't stop. I overcome it. It's almost like a, it's like a mental rep and you get better at, you get better at fucking, I don't know, performing those reps, yeah. the more practice you get. Yeah. So you practice those mental reps. It's tough. I'm still going. Got it done. The next time it's easier to just kick that little voice and just, like you said, yeah, just say like, I fucking love this. Let's yeah. go. Yeah. It's another win. Yeah. And then it just becomes, so something you're gonna it practice, becomes that habit, you, doesn't it? You can, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's my way of thinking with it. And I was always, let's say a year ago. I was always like fucking on the Insta story as I'm running, fucking gotta want it. Yeah. And that was it. That was like my fucking thing that was going in my head. Fucking gotta want it. Yeah. And it would like shit would be getting tough. And I just keep telling myself, gotta want it, have a, and that little win. And now it's easy. Yeah. Because I've, I've built those things up. And you look at it from the other perspective and you can see it all the time. And this is when it comes to like negative self-talk, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That becomes a habit as well. Yeah. So... And I see it, it with has, some. Of, see it with some of our juniors. We're going to do this. Oh, yeah. Do we have to? Yeah. I don't want. I'm not good it at has this. The effort they and then, when and they, then it's when not. And then you're not too. good at it. Yeah, exactly. And then, oh, this is too hard. I need to quit. Yeah. And then the next time, it's so much easier to quit again. Yeah. And then you. And then those actions basically compound to be like that's the way you are now, yeah. because you have that action or you have that reaction. To that sort of self doubt or that's, that struggle. That's, that's the hardest thing is being a coach as well in that situation. Is that trying to get someone out of that mindset? Yeah. Into that mindset. Like, yeah. Oh, dude, that's dude. It's not even about being a coach. It's like deep psychology. Yeah. And that's like way over fucking the stuff that we do. Yeah. You know what I mean? That so it's it's all well and good for us to be like you know clap our hands and say like yeah onto the next set and for that to actually change you know, someone's thinking, someone's perspective on yeah. a big sort of overall level. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, I, I feel like we can help them, but yeah, it's, it's more than what we should, what we should think we do. Yeah. If yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. At the end of the day, where they keep people safe and exercising, teach them good technique, yeah. point them in the right directions. It, it's not about like, and it does, it does happen, but it's not about like changing them from a psychological level. Yeah. If you know what I mean? If it happens in a positive direction, sweet. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, fuck, and now like, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. Anyway, that got pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is, um, stack those little wins. When those little struggles come in, you're going to be better off looking back at that struggle in a session's time, in a week's time and say... I wasn't feeling too good then, but I got through it. Yeah. Look at me now. That look at me now is like, I'm all about that. Yeah, yeah. We use that a lot with Natalie it's, as well. Yeah, it's fucking, that's like uh, the big one for me. And that, I don't know. I Let's keep, I, I want to keep talking about this. I, I sort of have like this, everyone is my enemy sort of thinking. Everyone's the opposition. Yeah, okay. Like just random, just, it, just, it could just, just lump in everyone. Yeah. All right, and I like, and I always bring it back to running because that's what I'm fucking training for at the moment. So, yeah. Yeah. I might be up at five thirty running. I'm running, sweet. Like, am I running the fastest in the world? No. Am I running my fastest? Sometimes, probably not. But I'm always just like, there's this overwhelming sense of I'm beating everyone, yeah. because I'm here. Yeah. That keeps me going as well. Yeah. And there might be a fancy word for that in terms of psychology, but I'm yeah. like. There's like this imaginary enemy, opponent, person that reckons I can't do it, haters, whatever you want to fucking call them. Yeah, and I'm just, and I, it's just always just like, motherfuckers wouldn't climb this hill. And then I'm just like... Man, I had the same, I was thinking about that yesterday as well, because I was in the gym yesterday, I had a really tough slog session. Yeah. I was the only one in there. Yeah, but you could was, be like... But I was, I was the same thing, I was like... This AJ's is not in here squatting this shit, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that's what I was like. Yeah, like, that's no perfect. right now. Dude, some people be like, that's unhealthy. And I'm like, (laughs) 
fuck no it's not unhealthy because yeah. look at me now I just yeah. fucking ran that you just got this positive way of thinking Dude, I don't know that's just me man like yeah. there's there's like this everyone's the enemy and like <laughs> I don't know it's probably not healthy I don't know if you're hey, a psychologist gets, let us get, know if he gets it done gets well that's the, the thing results out of yourself that's what it's about at the end of the day so it's not as if there's like a uh, a an overall like hatred or anything like that, no. but it's just more. It makes me feel. You've got a positive drive out of it. Yeah, it makes me feel accomplished because I know like the majority of people wouldn't be out here at five thirty running around in the fucking forest. Yeah. Or you know they wouldn't be putting their shoes back on to run again after running so far yesterday. Or and there's people and that's not to think that I don't know that there's people that are absolutely killing me. And yeah. thinking, look at this guy. Yeah. He thinks he can run, you know? Yeah. We all know that. And you would know that from a like a powerlifting yeah. perspective because there's people that do sets of 10 with your max. Yep. And there's people yeah. that, you know, pretty much, there's unless a, you're in the two, top 2%, there's, there's people that... There's a 17-year-old kid at, at Nats I was watching. is like 66 kilos, squatting 240. Yeah. You know, like, I could have easily gone, like, oh, what am I doing now? Like, this... Yeah, and, and this kid's what do you What do you think... Why? Why doesn't that factor in for us? I know. Yeah, I actually think I was thinking about that. Why like, doesn't that? Because we have these things that's like, oh, I think this is everyone's the enemy, and I'm beating everyone on the yeah. couch, and they wouldn't be out here doing this. But what? I've got this always. Like I said before in the podcast before, it's always like if it's been done, it's doable. Yeah. That, that's my always my level of thinking. Yeah. He can do that. All right, that's doable. Yeah. That's, I feel. I feel like this it. is where training and like personality and like you as a person and all the deep stuff sort of meshes yeah. and blends and and it just I don't know I feel like you can look at the way someone performs when things get physically tough and sort of figure out what per, what sort of person they are yeah um and it I don't know maybe we look into it a little bit too deep and it's just ah oh, it's just training and and I the tough know. times are more rewarding too that's another little thing oh, like so when it gets really tough and you you know, like, I'm thinking that now with my training. I've been getting sick. I've had all these ankle issues, and I've yep. pumped through it. Yeah. And now, if I end up PBing now in, this, in 12, 14 weeks' time, I'll look back on that, and I'm like, man, you know, you had through adversity and all that. You yeah, know, Everything man. that's trying to get you down, you still manage it. I feel like um, it's the... And taking it back to, like, that self-talk and just, I don't know, just your general outlook on challenge. Yeah. You've got to... Like, for me, when I'm doing stuff, I'm like... I'm. And, and it goes back to that sort of everyone's the enemy sort of thing. It's like, I'm the fucking hero. Like, I put myself like I'm the fucking hero. When I, and, it's, and that's not saying that I've, you know, like, I, like, I'm lo- like I don't think that there's people that smoke me yeah. at anything I do physically. Yeah. You know what I mean? Haven't been the best at anything ever. No. Not rugby, not fucking running, not skateboarding, not weightlifting, not anything. I know there's definitely a million people better than me. But whenever I'm doing it, I'm like, it's, I'm that fucking hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just all about stacking those wins. I don't know. That's just yeah. the way I sort of view we, it. We need to get someone else's perspective. We need a, I need a fucking, I need a shrink, bro. I need a psychologist. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> someone to figure out what, I don't know. But I, I, cause I see, and I follow people that like, I follow the best runners in the world and you know, I see what they do yeah. and it doesn't, doesn't like, puts like no dents in my motivation at all it just, yeah. if anything it motivates me yeah and i know like you know i look at Elliot kipchoge's about to try and do a two-hour marathon yeah I've, I've done like two hour and plus half marathons yeah but it doesn't dent like yeah my motivation for it yeah and, and i don't know part of me is just like well he'd probably think i'm the fucking man like, if I met him, he'd be like, oh, you run. He'd this be, guy's having a good crack. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my way of thinking. And I think pe- other people uh, have that that adverse reaction to it. Oh, what am I doing? I'm not even half as quick as this guy. You know what would be the worst anyways? Is being the best. Well, I don't you know. You've got no one <laughs> even like... You know, I, I actually think this. Like, if you were just the best and you're like... Where's your motivation now? Like, for me, well, for, like, in, just in, to keep being the best? In like, that, in that I context, love having that someone... Elio Kipchoge's like, oh, I've run a 201 marathon. I'm trying to run an yeah, under two yeah, marathon. Fair enough, yeah. So his, look at it, so. his, like, and when you look at powerlifting, it's like, all right, cool, but has anyone lifted this much? Yeah. So there's weight and time and yeah. you're not looking at other people. You're See, looking I, at 
landmark sort of thing. Like with my power from the moment, I've loved the last few competitions because I've got three or four guys yeah. that are just a little bit stronger than me. Yeah, and it's awesome. pushing you. You know, I mean, I'm, I'd prefer that than obviously going into, like, just say I get into um, Perth Cup and they're not there. I'd be really bummed. And you know, if I come away with a gold and beat a couple well, of guys, I'll I was like, I was sort of saying that like, at, oh. um, uh, what was it? Western Classic when I was like the only one in the 100s yeah and then I was like I've got to make 90 so I'm like not the only one because I would have just got this like empty gold yeah for turning up and doing like a real fucking average total yeah given I wasn't even training properly I was like oh shit no you want I don't know you want to even on the day if it's like oh shit I need to do this and I'll get this yeah that you want that even that competition yeah even if you both do have fucking shitty as totals that's it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I think we'll leave it there, man. We got pretty deep. <laughs> I don't even know. I need a psychologist, man. Um, so, Troy is going to uh, read some books Yep. over the next coming week. Not not books, probably just one book. I don't think just, I can read, read multiple yeah, books Yeah, dude, it takes me week, for so. ages, <laughs> man. It takes me for ages. So, um, we're going to let you go. Again, guys, if you haven't been down the gym, make sure you come down the gym. Uh, we've got group sessions Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 5.30, Tuesday and Thursday at 6am. Troy, you still got some spaces left or no? Nah? Uh, yep, still spaces left. couple of spaces um, in so Troy's group training, so get in touch with him. Yep, on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday evenings, Saturday morning. Yep, you can find him at? Uh, Troy Abbott PT on Instagram, uh, Strengthletics on Facebook. You can find me at Smith's underscore fitness. That's it. Peace.